You're listening to But, but First, a Big Brother podcast hosted by superfans Nick, Press, and Jill. So let me just lighten the mood by saying happy birthday, Danny. Yay! And my birthday present to you is to tell you how gorgeous you looked last week. You looked like that very pretty actress, Busy Phillips. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, we better just get started. I know we have a lot to talk about, but first, Jill, how are you? I'm fine. Just really getting excited for this episode. Uh, and Nick, are you here? Unfortunately, Nick is in mourning. Hello, Jill. Hello, Praz. Hi, Nicholas. You know, just hearing how happy you just said you are, Jill, it really hurts me and my core um, because I don't know what could be so happy in a time like this. What do you mean? Like 2020? <laughs> no. Oh, 2020, shmoney money. I'm talking about the fact that Janelle was so close to winning HOH last night and she lost. And now my witchy intuition is telling me she and Kaser will be nominated. All right. Well, I know we started the pod, but I think you got we got to save that for... Our predictions section. And it's all I can think about. It's all that's on my mind. We know you're sad, Nick, but let's like do a blockbuster rewind and let's let our listeners have a normal episode and we'll we'll address your issues towards the end. How about that? Thank you. Thank you, all the listeners, for reaching out today as well. You know, hopefully just us talking about the excitement of the week can maybe bring you back. And listen, it's not over till it's over. Expect yeah. the unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> and why don't we talk about a positive, which is that you were so close to your witchy vibes were really close last week. They were. They were really, really close. I mean, the fact that I even just said Nicole and David, and it didn't even just like, you know, I know earlier this week, Jill said, Nick, what do you guess? And I said, I don't guess, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I see. I manifest it. And the fact that I did see in the cards that David and Nicole would go up, I just think that that was pretty good for me considering, you know, Memphis, who knew what he was going to do and clearly had zero interest in being an effective HOH and doing anything. Rewinding back to Memphis and our predictions last week, I want to say I did predict Nicole and the reason I did, which is probably maybe the first thing we should talk about with the last week is safety suite and who played, who didn't play and what Memphis Memphis's strategy was there for, you know, choosing his nominations based on safety suite and all of the, all of that. Yeah. I mean, so obviously Memphis told everybody who asked that they should play the safety suite and while I find that annoying, I do think that that's actually pretty smart on his part because this coming week is the last week it can be used. So he was basically weeding tons of people out so that he could potentially win the safety suite if, you know, if somebody else were in power. So that's really interesting. It is strange, like, you know, for Nicole not to play it, considering the HOH literally said you should probably play it. And then she thought she was being bullied for that and wanted yeah. to like stand by her guns and say, you can't bully me. However, there's also no guarantee she would have won. There's mm -hmm. also no guarantee. I still, I'm still convinced he would have nominated her anyway. 
if she had, yeah, I don't know if it would have had any effect on who actually nominated had she not, you know, won. But I think, you know, it's an advantage in the game that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And I get that, like, oh, everyone got it. So, like, but Nicole didn't know she- if she had played in that safety suite and won, she might have been HOH this week, which then, of course, she wouldn't have played in safety suite. So it's like, for me, I feel like if you have any inkling that you should use it, you should use it yeah. and like try. And she's like, oh, but so many other people were going to be playing. It's like, okay, so you'd rather save it for the last week when literally everyone else was going to be playing it, mm-hmm. including people like, like, comp beasts and stuff so i just feel like it was really foolish of her not to play and i felt like she deserved to get nominated basically after that because and like i said i don't know if it would have changed the effect of his nominations but he told her you should play it and i get fine if you don't want to if you feel that secure but then don't act shocked when you get nominated you know like at least david tried and david you know was like okay i have a feeling i'm not safe i better play in the safety suite it's like Nicole can't cry about going home week two and she had a chance to, yeah. you know, she had multiple chances to try to save herself from that. You know, she didn't get backdoored or anything. And I know we're jumping ahead, but that's just my opinion on this whole safety suite. And of course, Christmas won the safety suite, which just felt like a waste. It was like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. And then it was very interesting that she saved Ian, which Memphis did have his eye on. And yeah. I really do think if ian wasn't safe he might have either nommed him or backdoored him yeah i 100 percent Memf- agree memphis was was pissed about two things with ian that week i don't think he was as mad that christmas saved him but it was on the heels of ian like not being able to pick someone for have not like he was like i don't know who any not any any volunteers i don't want to pick any volunteers so then nicole's like okay ian i'll do it because she didn't want to make him like give him anxiety and i think that pissed memphis off because memphis was getting a lot of shit for being like david you're my pick for have nots like get get upstairs or whatever Mm -hmm. like you got to do the time like and so people were saying wow that was really harsh memphis but meanwhile ian didn't have to pick anyone and i think that pissed memphis off and then obviously like christmas saving him which i mean i kind of understand because it's just like He's, you know, saying, I'm getting all these targets put on me. And then meanwhile, like people are saving Ian from having to make tough decisions left and right, or even like be put on the block because Christmas saves him. And I don't think it was like necessarily a a bad choice for Christmas to save him. But I, I do wonder if that'll you know come into play down the road if he also had that weird thing where he's like i need to avenge dan geesling which really grossed me out because dan mm-hmm. already won and yeah dan played a really 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 great game but like okay ian won and like mm-hmm. it's not like dan is crying on twitter being like i was robbed memphis avenge me like it's just it's it, yeah. it feels really weird. It also feels like a constructed like production note of being like, hey, maybe say it's about David. I mean, about Dan. I um, agree. Yeah. But somebody asked Dan, they were like, how do you feel about Memphis? Like saying he wants to avenge you. And he was like, oh, I'm fine with it. Like, we're cool. Like, haha. And then somebody else was like, Dan, read the room. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, nobody likes Memphis right now. Like he's pissing all of us viewers off. And Dan was like, I'll always support Memphis, blah, blah, blah. Like, so. I, I mean, know. I think Memphis proved this week that he is like so egotistical and like was playing a pretty bad game because 
his whole alliance, I mean, I don't know if they'll do anything about it. They probably won't. But they all, like, by Wednesday realized, oh, my God, wait, this guy's crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. they all were pissed off at him, which is just, like, a wild – when you guys are in power and, like – and he he made it so obvious that he had some tie to Janelle and Kaser because he, like, clearly didn't want to put them up, which is great. We're all so glad about that. But, like, he just made it so obvious to his alliance. I just think it was such a weird week in terms of the HOH. Yeah. Somebody, one of my friends and loyal listeners was like, oh, he really showed his cards. And I was like, what cards? Like, he doesn't even have any. And she's like, well, it just showed that he wasn't loyal to that six-person alliance. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. It was really weird to then, like, be like, tell that group what Janelle said and then not want to do anything about it. It was literally, it felt very, like, high school drama. Like, I know something you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I think that had he had the chance it would have probably looked better at least to his like six person alliance to um, have nominated Ian because besides, I guess maybe now Christmas and Nicole F like, I don't think, you know, anyone else would have been like, Oh no, don't nominate Ian. He doesn't Mm -hmm. deserve it. But he didn't have the chance to do that because of Christmas, which is just, I think there's a like good, I don't know how long, much longer this six person or I'm very confused actually about the configurations of the alliances because there's that other four person one with some people. So I'm getting a little bit confused still and it's not even that many to follow. And I feel like this is the easiest year, just as a side note, for me to follow what's going on because I in normal Big Brother seasons, it takes me probably two weeks to learn everyone's name. And so I'm like, who, what? But because I know all these players, it's been a lot easier to follow. Mm-hmm. But I'm still confused. Um, it's also confusing because it's like you have the six people, then there was the Davon, Bailey, Cody, and one other person that were like, we're cool too. Right. Then we had uh, last night Ian, Danny, Cody, Nicole F forming a person. Like it's all the same people that just keep forming these alliances and, you know, Uh, at least we're not getting any more naming convention segments. Well, what's annoying is they've um, been in power now for a while, but I don't think they're going to last the whole season by any means. <laughs> what even is their name? I'm already forgetting. I know I... The co- well, no, it was they didn't name it. It was the Commission Pyramid Scheme. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we called it. Yeah. Yeah. But they never yeah. named it. But to jump ahead to get through Veto, because then we have some more fun stuff, I feel like, some more... Mm-hmm. Or maybe sad stuff to address. But... um. Yeah. Memphis just, you know, won the veto, unfortunately. And like I said, like he made it super obvious his, to his alliance that he had some connection to Janelle and Kaser because he didn't listen to them um, and vice versa from Janelle and Kaser. So it just was sort of a non-event, I feel like. I'm trying to like, let's say Tyler had won and taken David down, which was, you know, his plan or whatever. Who would Memphis have nominated? Because I still don't think he would have done Janelle or Kaser. So like Kevin. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I don't... I think Kevin would have been the easiest no blood on my hands move. Was he... Was Memphis's goal to always get out Nicole? Or like, I know every day this week things sort of change, but like it felt like last night, like, okay, it was super clear that Nicole was going. Like, do we know why that alliance wanted Nicole to go? I don't... They didn't. I don't think they did. They didn't. So first off, this is what was so wasteful about Memphis's HOH run. He said he didn't even care who went home right. of, of his nominations. Mm-hmm. He chose the two kind of like 
pretty weak players. I'm sorry, but like David's been a pretty yeah. big letdown for me. And Nicole yeah. is not going to take on Memphis in a challenge. Mm-hmm. So it, it just felt dumb in the first place. He was aligned with too many people to actually do anything except yeah. probably vote like nominate Janelle and Kaser. And because they only because they were on the other side. There was never there was no point where his where the commission pyramid scheme was like, we got to get out Nicole. Right. A. No. And that's what was so weird. They were even surprised by it, it seemed. And especially when he wouldn't use the veto, they were pissed and surprised. So it just it was him wanting power, but not wanting to make a move. Mm-hmm. And that was and it just made it very boring. Got yeah. it. It was almost too early for him to win in his mindset. You you try to win every competition you can. And I think we saw that, you know, even on the premiere night, he tried really hard um, for HOH and, you know, he did pretty well, but he couldn't beat Cody. But I think he's just kind of almost like an anyone but me mentality. Like, I don't know. Is he aligned with Enzo? I don't think any of like there's any crossover there because that's the interesting thing about last night. I thought the, like one of the most shocking things to me was that Enzo voted for Nicole to stay. Yes. I really think he voted for Nicole to stay only to then cause a problem later down the line. Yeah, that's what um, I, I think it's so that he can pin it on anybody. Mm-hmm. Some of the feed watchers were saying he might try to pin it on Davon mm-hmm. um, for a, hot second i thought another person from that alliance was going to vote for uh nicole to stay and then you were going to say that janelle and caser were doing it like i was like that paranoid me too i actually thought danny might like she had this like devilish little look that i thought she was going to and i was like oh don't do it because at that point it you know yeah, not on Tennessee's birthday. So, um, that's why I think Enzo did it. I don't know because in all of Nicole's exit interviews today on like Entertainment Weekly and everything, she was like, I can't believe Enzo voted for me to stay. I guess we were tighter than I thought. And I'm oh. like, uh, I don't trust that. Like she clearly has no idea what's happening. Right. Like people do this. Like you just uh, throw off the scent. Like that's a very classic BB move. Like mm-hmm. that's what he did. And that's weird that she can't recognize that. I would absolutely do that. I would never yeah. do Like I would just try and do it just to piss the HOH off. You, Nick would 100% do it. It is a classic BB move, but I, and Enzo, I guess is, you know, in that old school, uh, group of players but it it is not done more you know in these newer seasons of big brother it's very much like gotta vote with the house gotta vote with the house which you even saw like i think it was painful for caser because he always he plays a very loyal game which is why he has not gotten very far in his previous seasons i think it really hurt him to have to vote against nicole but he did he went with the house because he's trying to evolve his game that's how i see it um okay so it makes sense then i just thought that and so I guess maybe we'll see it on the next episode if, if he's like, oh, I did this to do that. I was just like, wow, he must have like promised Nicole his vote or something. <laughs> like, um, and then I was like, oh, if, if Enzo had done that, if they could have just gotten not that I I didn't necessarily want David to be evicted. And Nicole and we can get into this like Nicole, a, I thought was being just in general, like a brat most of the mm-hmm. week. Um, and it, it, it bothered me a lot. And so. At a certain point, I wanted her to go, but I wanted Janelle and Kaser to be able to, to scoop up some more people. And I feel like they stayed in the Nicole A camp too long, like yeah. to their detriment. And it's frustrating. Yeah. And we can get into this. The whole 
thing is Janelle told Nicole A, we will talk to Memphis on your behalf before nominations happened and mm-hmm. said, don't worry, girl, we can tell we're we're talking to Memphis. We can, you know, sway him. They obviously ha- couldn't. And he ended up nominating Nicole. So then Nicole starts thinking, well, they told me that they could sway him and they didn't. So are they working with him? And if so, am I their sacrifice? She literally thought that Janelle and Casey went up there and said, don't nominate us. Instead, nominate Nicole. Mm-hmm. And, and people put that in her head. So like right. Danny and, and several others. I so think. people then the on the other side of that house, which I, don't, I hate even calling it the other side because it's just everybody else yeah. um, everybody else in the house was telling nicole oh you know you can't trust janelle you can't trust caser like they're not here to help you blah 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 when they actually were and so that alliance was actually pushing for her to have a house meeting and like blow up mm-hmm. janelle's game and all this stuff and she was really really close to doing it and so what you saw in the episode was like all these moments of frustration and I did not feel bad for her one bit no. when she was no. like, you didn't help me enough Janelle and like all this. And like, they're not the ones who nominated her. But I do think that, like you said, they needed to abandon that ship way sooner. Mm-hmm. And also now they're, they're left with Kevin. Yeah. I think there's a chance they could pull in some other, like, some other people, but I do think it's interesting the way things are like panning out. I think we saw a bit of that with Davon, like basically like, you know, upholding her loyalty to David, even though she kind of acknowledged, like, I'm not really friends with David and David kind of pissed her off this week, but she's like, I'm staying loyal to this, you know, vow that I made to myself, which like, by all means, she, that's her right to do as like a contestant. I do wonder, will that last for 10 more weeks, you know? David was super annoying, yeah. especially when he's like, I am in an alliance. And she's like, if I guess, will you tell me? And he was like, no. Like, like such bad gameplay. Like, right. Yeah. Gameplay. If David's saying, like, da- you need to downplay your loyalty to me, okay. But I would watch myself saying that to someone who is being loyal to me. You know, you don't have this long-term friendship established yeah. with them. Yeah. Davon could have easily been like, okay. I won't be so loyal to you. And yeah. I, for a moment, wished she had. But I think, like, honestly, happy to see Nicole A go by the end of the week. And kind of happy that there's going to be only one Nicole left because I'm tired of Nicole F, Nicole A. Well, speaking of Nicole F, I feel like we need to talk about something that's really um, affecting the house. It's a really sad disease that's going around that mm. I'm sure there's a cure for, honestly. Um, Is there know- a vaccine? And they said it would take 18 months, I think. That's a very good question, but it's the new disease known as Janellacy. What? There is some drama between Nicole F. and Janelle, and um, it predates Big Brother 22. From what I understand, and the listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, a while back on Amazing Race, which is a show I do not watch, however, I've tuned in from time to time when there have been big brother people on i sadly did not watch the season with janelle and Brittany as a duo uh rachel riley and her sister Alyssa, who you remember from another season of was it season 15 of big brother they were a duo and then nicole f and victor who are now engaged were a duo on amazing race all three of those pairs yes. were playing at the same time yes 
Oh. Was it like a reality show season? I'm I'm not exactly sure. They started peppering in Big Brother players throughout the years, I think, just to like bring over some of those viewers. So there were multiple Big Brother teams on that season. So obviously they were going to form some kind of alliance or agreement or pact or whatever you want to call it in Amazing Race terms, because um, I'm not a huge fan of Amazing, Amazing Race, but I do understand there are basically like penalties or things that you can do to other teams to like basically screw them over in the race and give yourself an advantage. And so apparently on their season, Rachel Riley basically warned Nicole and Victor that, Hey, this other team said they're going to U-turn you guys at the next like stop or whatever. Cause you can, and they have to go back and it could basically cause you to get like eliminated from the race. And so um, she was trying to warn Nicole and Victor. And instead of just taking that information and being prepared for like, okay, we're gonna have to do some sort of obstacle or whatever it is, like some test. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole F just went to that team and said, Rachel told me you guys were going to U-turn us. Huh. And that pissed off, obviously the big brother Alliance, because it's like, Rachel was Rachel, like basically got that information and gave it to you to try to help you. And instead you're just going to screw her team over. And so that really bothered Janelle. Janelle considers herself to be a real adult (laughs) and like Nicole's like very young still. And like, we know that she's an Instagram influencer and all of that. And I think there's just like maybe a generational divide, even though obviously we saw with Nicole a like Janelle's very capable of getting along with someone much younger than her. So I don't think it's this, I'm jealous of a younger woman thing. Maybe there have been some questions asked that may put Nicole F on the defensive, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're making fun of me. They're making fun. Like she's broken down several times, like thinking that people are making fun of her when they're just asking questions. It's just causing a divide there. And then I think along the way, just seeing that like Nicole's clearly aligned with this bigger group, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're just, they're not on the same side. So has Nicole gone to most of the rest of her alliance being like, oh, Janelle just can't be trusted because of this amazing race thing? She said basically how she did it was Janelle hates me. Janelle, like it's very much like Janelle doesn't like me. And I know Janelle doesn't like me. I know she's talking about me. I know she's talking about me. And I have seen clips of Janelle talking about her, but really more just like, Related to the Amazing Race, just saying, I don't trust her as in a game. I like her personally. I believe she even said, like, I'm invited to the wedding, which I thought was crazy. Um, but she just said, in a gameplay way, very similar to maybe, like, the way Devon views Nicole F., I do not trust her because mm. she screwed me over before. Because even though she didn't screw over Janelle directly in that game, I think Janelle and Brittany, I think Janelle and Brittany probably took that as, like, yeah, you did because we're we're all aligned. We're supposed to be Team Big Brother, looking out for each other, and you screwed over another one of our teams. Wow, I can't believe Janelle and Rachel and Brittany were all on Amazing Race, and one I didn't watch it. Two, I didn't even know it was happening. That's weird. Um, and it's also kind of unfortunate that that has kind of spiraled into the BB game. And Rachel tweeted the other day. Um, it amuses me that I am being used as, as a strategy and I am playing the game, but I am sitting at home seven months pregnant, living rent free in their heads. Hashtag BB 22. That's a true BB queen. And then she says now on to my girls winning at Janelle at Bailey. 
Huh. I, I, it's very interesting because obviously I love Rachel and I never knew that she and Janelle had become friends. And today, as I called it, hashtag Janelle all of these BB players were coming to Janelle's defense and tweeting like, um, we've played with her or I'm friends with her and she's as sweet and as kind of like gives no fucks as she does on the show. Like they're like, we don't understand the hate this season. And um, so that was really interesting, especially coming from Jessica, I believe, right? Her name's Jessica, who's with who's yeah. with Cody. I mean, she was the ultimate mean girl, but I still really liked her. And she was on Amazing Race, I think. With yeah. They heard yeah. It, was it Cody? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Swaggy C defended her. Yeah. And somebody was like, you, Janelle said she's never even met you. He's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, we've talked on the phone. Like, we've, you know, we chat all the time. He's like, she's cool. Yeah. Janelle and Rachel didn't do very well on Amazing Race. Um, and then Nicole and Victor came in fourth. So maybe they're mm. also annoyed at that. Yeah, probably. Ugh, I really wanted Rachel to be in this. And she honestly should be. For an all-star season to not have Rachel Riley is a crime against humanity. One of the t- one of the tweets was like, I wish you were in there. Nothing comes between me and my fetus. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think having like a pregnant person would be kind of fun. And if she doesn't want to compete in the challenges, she can just drop out. No, right. Like Christmas wasn't able to do most of them the season that she broke. Yeah. Foot. Well, thank you, Praz, for doing the hard-hitting journalist analysis of what went down on Amazing Race, because I truly had no idea. Yeah. Um, and Jill, thank you for getting us up to speed with this new disease, Janellacy. And so it's probably going to continue into this week. Um, we can sort of get into last night's episode with the votes and eviction and then on to HOH where, yeah, Nick, get those tears ready, I guess. Well, I guess to start, what do you think? Red shirt, black pants? Is that worthy of live TV? Okay, so week three, um, as soon as I saw the the outfit, I did not like it. Um, Praz called it right away that I wouldn't like it. Um, the shirt was way too boxy. The pants were not tailored. I just like, Julie, you have a great body. You're a beautiful woman. What are you doing? Um, her necklace situation was weird. I was watching with my friend Julia, who requested that I use her name this week. And she said that her necklace looked like a candy necklace. It looks cheap. I, You know, the whole outfit looks like she got it at some bargain basement shop. I just like, I need her to step it up. That's all. Yeah, I agree with you, Jill. I just think it's a missed opportunity for her to like wear something really fierce. It's like, yeah. we're all stuck at home. You're not Julie. And just show us some glam every Thursday night. Like not <laughs> this. It did look like something my mom wore like from Dress Barn, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, and can we, I mean, I know we were maybe going to talk about it later, but can we please just address the most bizarre part of her, of what she said last night? Danny, let me just say happy birthday. And as a present, you look beautiful last week. <laughs> what? This is weird. But then saying you looked like that actress, Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips. It was so weird. It was so bizarre. Bizarre. I can't even. I was and John was like, wait, what? Why did she say Busy Phillips? I'm like, okay. But also, why did she say you looked pretty last week? Like, what a weird 
shade thing. It reminds me of one time I was at a an event with lots of women and uh, someone greeted me and said, introduced themselves to me, even though we had met several times. Basically said, I said, hey, it's me, Praz. And she goes, oh, Praz, I didn't recognize you. You look so pretty. that's that's shade right i felt like julie it was like reminiscent of this person who will shall not be named shade Uh, i um just checked busy's twitter and the only thing it seems so someone someone else posted like the quote and said like this is the weirdest thing julie chen has said and busy quote tweeted it and just said this is weird shrug emoji oh Hmm. Okay, busy. You don't even deserve it. I know. I think that literally last week there must have been a tweet where somebody was like, wow, Danny looks so pretty. She looks like busy Philip. (laughs) And that's why that's why specifically Julie was like, you look so pretty last week. Happy birthday. It was so weird. (laughs) Why wasn't Julie wearing a mask? When Nicole came out. And I don't know. Did I miss that in the Keisha week? Did she not wear a mask then either? No, she doesn't wear the mask. But didn't she wear one when they checked in? I don't remember. How am I just realizing this? I feel like I have not seen her face with a mask because I felt like she has it in her contract that she like doesn't want to be on screen in a mask or something. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. I just like that's why I feel like I can't remember her wearing a mask because I feel like we've just seen her face every week. Right. But again, why did Nicole have to wear a mask? Why did Keish have to wear a mask? If you think about it, aren't they like less likely of having yeah. COVID than Julie at this point? Yeah, no, you're totally know. right. The I was looking on Twitter for something and it seems like we're definitely not the only ones having this conversation. People are like, this makes no sense. Julie that you're not wearing a mask and that the contestants are like it all makes kind of little sense it was pretty clean and simple Nicole Mm -hmm. out um quick and then oh Julie dragged her to hell (laughs) that was the best I love that she was basically like well you won America's favorite but what the hell you doing this season girl (laughs) and also basically just being like no, you were very wrong. Like Janelle and Casey were on your side. Like <laughs> it was so good. I'm glad she did that, but then it also proves that there's probably no buyback or whatever it's called when people get back in the game. There might be like for jury, like usually, but Maybe, I don't think yeah. there are for these. Yeah, first few weeks because like Keisha already has done interviews and all that. Like yeah. So I just thought that that was so funny that not only was she like, you know, Janelle cried for you. How does that make you feel? And, you know, Nicole was a little too proud to even back down. Like, she's like, well, in the moment, I still like, you know, kind of feel this way. Uh, Like, I was like, listen, you were on TV with somebody who won America's Favorite twice and you decided that you didn't want to like be friends with them and so I guess you know what goes around comes around Nicole I was not sorry to see her go I was not sorry about her tears it was really funny when Julie was like wish I could hug you but I can't (laughs) John goes she loves COVID she loves that she doesn't have to hug (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm with her on that. So she revealed the alliance of six. Yeah. And was like, are you surprised? And she's like, only about she she was only surprised because Christmas and Memphis were part of it. Well, it's also very interesting that Janelle, Nicole, like all these people are aware that Cody, Danny, Nicole, and Tyler are working together. Mm. But they don't know that it has tentacles. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm sure that won't last long. I think people are going to start to figure it out. Yeah. And so then we went into an HOH that I guess that's the beginning of the end for you, Nick. So on Twitter... All week we've been, you know, tweeting like, please production, rig the chi- rig the competition. Ri- we need rig brother. Everybody mm-hmm. call up is Allison Grodner and tell her like, <laughs> you know, what to do. Um, so it was funny to see that in this competition that would be judged on how fast and how far that both Kaser and Janelle were last. Yes. Because I was that like, meant yes. that they had the biggest advantage. Um the competition was weird. I don't know thematically how that has anything to do with All Stars or Big Brother or the summer. I just thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, it was also confusing because they would fa- face the beer, and then <laughs> Julie was like, "No, turn around, turn around." They're like, "I'm facing the counter." Like, they know. <laughs> and then it was very strange when Christmas decided to change up the strategy oh. and and put all three down on their separate yeah. barrels. It was a bad strategy. Just bring them all with her. Yeah, slow uh, her down. Yeah, that was very very strange. And some other people followed that strategy. Tyler got twelve. Janelle got eleven. It I was know. Close. Kaser though was terrible at it, and mm. since he was last, he should have taken his time because he should yes. have slowly tried oh, to get sure. over Tyler's the, number instead of trying to move so fast. The time thing screwed ev- like it just screwed up the whole competition. It bothered me. It's just frustrating because I felt like everyone was like, "Oh, thirty seconds, I have to get it done." Everyone had so much time left if they had just taken a few more seconds to like calibrate. And like thoughtfully send mm-hmm. it down, they could have, you know. They all flew through it way too fast. And especially yeah. with people that you saw where they like flew off the thing, like Kaser. Ugh, it was disappointing. I really like hoped she was going to pull it out. And I, yeah, I just think if she'd taken a little bit more time to do it, knowing that Kaser was following her anyway, take a beat and just like slowly launch it down. What's something really funny to check out, loyal listeners, is Brittany Haynes does weekly puppet shows of the Big Brother <laughs> cast. Yeah. And she did a funny recap last night of basically everything we talked about, where she was being Julie Chen yelling at Nicole about being so stupid. And then when Tyler won HOH, Brittany used her Julie Chen puppet to face America and goes, don't worry, America, we'll think of something. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope it was so. so. Perfect because all we the people want was was that Janelle win. That would have really reinvigorated uh, this. And I know we're so like Janelle Menchonitis, but like for me, that is Big Brother. Season six is the best season ever to exist. And this just like this just felt so good to me to have them back mm-hmm. and it's going so terribly wrong. And that's what mm. upsets me. It's a bummer. It for sure. It's a bummer. They've the same Alliance has been in power now three weeks. Um, and it's just like annoying. Cause you know, big alliances at this early are just annoying in general. Mm-hmm. 
trying to lift Nick's spirits. There could be, yeah, a backdoor situation. We still got Vito to play. You never know. Yeah, I was not well last night. I was on the verge of tears. I went to bed early. I had a headache. I scrolled Twitter, even though I said I was going to go to bed early, and just looked at all the tweets. Hashtag Janelle was pushed is very funny. Um, (laughs) It's funny just to see everybody rallying around this and kind of pushing for more entertaining Big Brother. Even past winner Andy Heron is like, Mm -hmm. this is just going to be boring. He's like, yeah, right. I, a lot of the past uh, past players are just like, oh, okay. I'm really hoping something can change this week. Someone will implode. Maybe Nicole will like, I still think, and Nick's been saying it since the beginning, but like you have two former winners in the house, get them out. Like mm-hmm. you saw what Dan Giesling did in season 14, or you've seen you just get them out, get them mm-hmm. out. Well, I know Nick, you're so bummed and I'm bummed too. And I, I love Janelle too. Um, and Kaser, and I really hope they can pull it out. Um, maybe our next segment could cheer you up. It seems to be one that you've loved, you know, last week, especially. Welcome to crunching numbers, our weekly segment where we take on a mental challenge of our own. So what numbers are we crunching this week, peeps? Okay, so for this week's crunchy numbers, boy, did I crunch some numbers. I think you all know that this is um, the 22nd season of Big Brother and that Big Brother has been on for 20 years. You all know Big Brother contestants, they win $500,000. Seems like a lot of money, right? What about Survivor? They win a million. Mm -hmm. And even this last season of Survivor, which was season 40, and it was also an all-star season, they, the winner of that season won $2 million. Just looking at that, I thought, that doesn't seem right. And then I started thinking about things like inflation rates and tax rates. And basically, these numbers crunch out to be that a player that won 20 years ago effectively had more, 50% more wealth than a winner today. (gasps) Can you believe it? Yes. Yes. So here's how it works. $500,000 in the year 2000 adjusted for inflation in 2020 would today be worth over $750,000. Wow. So that's where you get that 50%. So then you're, I know you're going to say taxes, taxes. Okay. Tax rates have changed. Sure. They have even factoring in taxes and the tax rate changes over the years. A winner 20 years ago would have 44% more wealth than a winner today when you adjust for inflation. So even though, you know, they have to pay, we all know Richard Hatch didn't pay his season one survivor tax bill. You know, I think they've all figured that out. Now they have to pay taxes. A winner today, that money is not worth the same as it was in the year 2000. Here's another thing to consider. The cost of a 30 second ad that CBS can charge during Big Brother. I think it's around 100K per 30 second ad. 18 minutes of ad times in an episode let's say maybe 15 minutes of those are national time, meaning not local news or local car dealership ads. Maybe three minutes of that is CBS promoting Love Island or other CBS programming. So you can say 12 minutes of sellable time. And I think that's even being conservative. That's $2.4 million per episode generated in ad revenue. Wow. A winner today is less like less of a winner 
than they were in the first season of Big Brother 20 years ago. Wow. Wow. You can do better, can do better CBS. These are good numbers to crunch. Oh, such great numbers. And I feel like we're really getting like into the TV biz with ad sales. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really loving it. This is great. Very informative. So what do you guys think? Should they up the prize money for Big Brother? I think for a properly produced Big Brother All-Stars, they should have a million dollars. I agree. I think Nick's right that like, okay, even if they want to stick to 500,000, maybe at least for this year, they could have made it a million. But I suppose with COVID, I don't know, maybe like it just would have felt wrong, like a a weird season to me. I would like, if they did a million dollars, I want winners back and I want like all, all, all stars. I don't want David competing for a million dollars. Like I want to see people who've really gone far. I think that like also to be honest in general prize money for reality shows has gone down not up so like i think a million and 500 are still good numbers for Mm -hmm. a podcast show um just in the like the way that um ratings have gone down they just have to account for things like that unfortunately so it's like not surprising to me that it hasn't changed um and i really don't think it ever will is my guess true plus what the contestants lack in money, they make up for an Instagram followers, which they can then turn into selling on Instagram. You know, I would play the game even if there wasn't a cash prize. Yeah, that's true. For I the glory. just want to play. Even if there were no cameras, I just want to play. <laughs> anyway, I just thought those were some interesting numbers and it, it, it bothers me because I think Big Brother is as hard as in a completely different way, but as hard as Survivor. And I just feel like they should both be a million dollars prize. So I have some numbers that have been crunched this week as well. So as of this week, Janelle now holds the record for the most days played (gasps) in Big Brother history. Wow. So as, as of recording time, she's now been in the Big Brother house 194 days. Wow. Oh my God. Which, by my math, is more than half a year. Wow. <laughs> by your And mind. if you adjusted for inflation of the length of Big Brother seasons, because she made it to final three her first two seasons, and now a final like a final three makes it to the end of the game and yeah. like over a hundred days. Like it's not it's like in her season, those were only like 90 days or something. So actually in her season, so season six, she was in the house for 80 days. In season seven, she was in the house for 72 days. Wow. That's short. That's season. insane. So yeah. there, she was originally the person who held the record, but then Paul from seasons past with the yeah. beard, he took the record because he was he made it to the but uh, like new final two twice. Yeah. Um, he was in the house for 99 days, his wow. first season, and then 92, 92 days, his second season. Wow. Yeah. It's just the seasons are so much longer now. Yeah. So, you know, when Paul broke her record, she probably was like, but wait, <laughs> asterisk, asterisk. Like, yeah. So it's pretty cool that she's back on top. So we love to see that. Love to see it. I'll be crunching some numbers next week. Everyone can look forward to that. How about Ooh, Jill? Do you have a Ooh, do you have a hint? Yeah. Well, it's gonna involve some guessing on your part, so I just don't really want to give it up right now. Okay. All right. Well, that was this week's crunching numbers. Hope everyone enjoyed it. 
And now I think, you know, it's pretty much safe to say we can move into... Spoiler Zone! Well, here we are. Tyler Taylor has won (laughs) HOH. And let me just get into the spoilers for this Well, just hold on, Nick, before you go. I have to just tell the listeners, while we're recording, nominations happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even get... I don't even get to be a witch, although, hello, it doesn't take a witch this week. <laughs> but let me tell you, first, safety. Enzo won the safety suite and okay, yeah. saved Christmas. So Christmas what? is saved. What? Oh, yeah, I know. It's so weird to save yeah. Christmas. Why do you say <laughs> Enzo saved Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um... And now just revealed on Twitter while recording that Tyler has nominated Kaser and Janelle. God, no, no. Yeah. So my prayer candles are going to be lit. Um, the only- Oh, my fucking God. I know. It's awful. It's truly awful. It's like, why, 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 why? Ugh. Like, ugh. So here's the thing. We know that Janelle is the veto queen. She can do this. We just really also need production to rig it so that it's a competition <laughs> that happens where we actually don't see the results happen. Yes, yes, yes. yes. They can just change the time. That's, yes. that's all we need. That's all we need. And, and, and what if it was, it needs to be the diamond power of veto. Where she so gets to choose she, who goes up? Yes. <laughs> and she can take... <laughs> we basically need the coup d'etat to happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I did just see a tweet that said, CBS, give Janelle the coup d'etat and we promise to watch Love Island. <laughs> yeah. oh, my oh, my God. Yes, seriously. I will do anything. Yeah. Give it to her. I I know part of her, the appeal of her is she was su- such a badass her first two seasons and she was able to pull out the wins when she needed to, obviously, you know, not enough to make it to those final two seats, but like she really pulled out a win in those clutch situations. Mm-hmm. And I really just want her to do it again. But if she doesn't, come on, CBS. I know. Like, I yeah. know. Exactly. It's like they need to be like, oh, somebody's got COVID. Like something <laughs> needs to happen. And, um, or I'm, I'm, I'm getting this like premonition that she wins the veto and uses it on Kaser. Oh, oh my God! No, she no. never. I I'm telling you, I'm getting this motherly premonition where she's just like, you know what? Here's the thing: they every time they get nominated together, he goes home. Yeah, and it's usually week three or week four. Um, so, <sighs> well, Nick, um, what are your witchy predictions in terms of who you think's going home? I think. Okay. No, because I, the problem is, is Nick can almost will it into existence. And I really need him to like pause and think and let's maybe like reframe what a witch's predictions might mean. I don't want to put it out there. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I just don't want to put it out there. So thank you, Praz, for protecting my power like that. Um, That's fine. I accept that. And here's the thing. Here is what I'm putting out there. Janelle wins the veto yes yes i need that that's all i'm asking for i haven't received anything this entire year none of us have and this is the only thing i had so it's like that's all i want in this entire 2020 is for janelle to win the veto 
uh, listeners, please have us in your prayers. Please think good thoughts. Before you go to sleep, just wish this as well. Really just help oh. here. And I'm so upset. Please reach out. I know a lot of you have, but in these uncertain times, it's really, you know, hearing everybody just kind of be stand with me. Um, hashtag I stand with Nick. Um, you'll notice I was celebrating Janelle all week in my Instagram stories just because I felt like it was the week we could do it. Um, you know, here's the thing. You know, to her credit, Jill was being very positive last night and saying, you know, there's still the veto and I, I have to trust in that. You know, it's like the only thing that's giving me hope right now. I just I know that we talked about it last week, but I really wish that she had saved her safety suite. And I know she I, didn't know and we didn't know, but it would have been so sweet if she could have won and saved Kaser and been like. Haha, bitches. I know. Ugh. Tyler fucking hated him his season. And see, I like Tyler. And I I know not anymore. Get this. Here's another skinny. Tyler's a bowler. I didn't know. What do you think of last night's competition? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I do believe that production probably was hoping Janelle Arcaser would win HOH. Of course. But they could have given her something like add up the makeup in this bag. <laughs> I know. Value. But, and like, was like, why couldn't it have been real estate trivia? <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> like Minnesota real estate laws yeah. or something. <laughs> true or false? <laughs> There should be one of those apps where, you know, how, like, you could say you can text USPS to this number to, like, save the post office. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish we could text Janelle to a number to, like, start a letter writing campaign to CBS and figure this out. Make it work. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. I'm going to put a I'm going to put a link in bio that autofills an email for people. We shouldn't end on such a sad note, but I do feel bad for you guys. Um, I, you know, through osmosis also care about the two of them and don't want them to go home. Um, but, you know, it's a great game. We're we're enjoying potting. There's a lot to look forward to yeah. um, if if Nick doesn't drop off right after Janelle leaves. Oh, yeah, that's another reason yeah. to hope that. She yeah. doesn't go home because uh, if you want a complete season of butt first, yeah. which has never happened, you got to hope that Janelle makes it to the end. Yeah, it's true. Well, thanks for listening, loyal listeners. Um, keep us in your thoughts and prayers. And from three miles down the road of the Big Brother house, I'm Nick. I'm Praz. And I'm Jill. Good night. And just remember, if you have the choice of being right or being kind, always choose kindness.